up, everybody? Happy hump day. Hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Wednesday and a phenomenal week so far. Today, we're going to talk about small habits that lead to lasting results. A lot of times when people think about their fitness journey or their own transformation journey, it can be really overwhelming thinking that there's so much that you have to do and you have to be super strict about it and not really look at the small changes to your lifestyle that honestly don't really feel like much change at all, as long as you go about it in a strategic way and realize that these small changes are either just swaps or are just little habits that you're adjusting to make them more effective for your own fitness journey. So we're going to go into those habits, things that you can do at home, things that you can do in the gym, and things you could do when you are on the go or going to the store. And these changes are really, really easy to input into your own lifestyle. And, you know, even with just these changes, even if you're not going to the gym yet necessarily, a lot of these tips will make a really big difference and propel you in the right direction towards your fitness goal. Whether your goal is to lose body fat or you're trying to gain strength or you're just trying to have a little bit more of a well-balanced lifestyle. So let's go into some of these tips for today. So first one is we're going to go through things that you can do at home to make life not only easier on yourself, but also just support healthier lifestyle. And number one is something that I will preach till the day I die. And that is to drink more water. And it can be hard to remember to drink a lot of water, especially if you are not used to drinking water on the daily. A lot of times we think we're, you know, we're not thirsty when we actually are, and we don't drink enough water throughout the day. Water helps you have more energy. It helps keep your skin clear. It helps you uh, digest your food. It just helps you in so many ways, yet we don't drink enough water. And usually that is because it's not convenient. We have to go to fill it up in the kitchen. And, you know, if you're working from home, you have to get up, you have to go fill, you have to come back, get up, go fill. So a few things that you could do. One, get a big thing of water. So even though I'm drinking a a Gatorade Zero right now, I actually have my gallon jug right behind me and I drink a gallon of water a day. Not everybody needs that amount, but it's a pretty, it's a pretty good amount for a, any, any phase. Like if you're in a uh, fat loss phase or you're in a muscle gain phase, like having a consistent quantity of water helps you. So usually Jugs come in either half gallons or full gallons. There's not really much in between. So if you have a full gallon, it helps you, uh, you know, drink enough. You know, some people it might be a little bit more than you need, but it's not going to hurt you to drink that extra. But 64 ounces does tend to be too little. So having a gallon jug honestly really helps. Just a large water jug. They are available all over Amazon. You can find them at like TJ Maxx at Marshall's and they're not expensive. And some of them are really, really cute and they'll have like little motivational phrases on them. So having a large bottle of water can help you keep track of how much water you're drinking during the day. Uh, if you do work from home, another thing you can do is if you don't have a big jug or it's just too, it just looks like too much, fill up a bunch of glasses of water or bottles of water and just leave them around your house because wherever you go, you're going to see bottles of water. Fill them up at night and then put them back or put them in your fridge, whatever helps you stay hydrated. And one other thing too that I like to do is leave water either next to my bed or right outside my bedroom because when I wake up in the morning, I leave my bedroom and we have the the, um, the railing or it's like, 
the island of the of the hallway and I'll leave a water on there. So as soon as I'm out of bed and as soon as I'm up, if I'm not doing like a check-in photo or anything, I'm going to drink water. Like first thing is drink water. It sets the tone for the day. Another thing too at home that can also help you de-stress is have at least one space as your peaceful zone. Keep one space tidy. Now, I'm not the kind of person who says you should always clean your house. You should keep a a pristine house because that's going to help you de-stress because honestly, it's just not realistic to keep an entire house clean, especially if you have kids, a busy life, and I'm ADHD as fuck. Like I can't keep everything clean. I will mess it up again within like 20 minutes. But the one place that I keep consistently tidy, and sometimes I'll have like little ADHD tidy piles, even though they're not super organized, at least it's together, is my office. Because I'm in there most of the day and I need it to be peaceful for when I'm working and when I'm doing coaching calls or when I'm doing consultations or when I'm doing these live streams. Like I don't like to have everything super messy. Like my bedroom, yeah, that can be a disaster. I have a pile of dirty clothes in the bathroom next door that I are from this morning and I'm, I just didn't pick it up. As long as I keep one space clean and keep that space as my peaceful zone, it really helps me de-stress. And that way you're not constantly thinking like, okay, I got to go clean this and clean this and clean this. So you can focus on other things that are more constructive to your journey. Like if I see my office is a mess, I'm going to be less motivated to go to the gym, <laughs> to be honest, because I need my peaceful zone. Um, In the kitchen, you know, if you like to snack and I'm a cereal snacker too, like I love my snacks. One thing that can help is put them into single portion snack bags. So if you get like a big bag of pretzels or a big bag of chips or whatever it is, if you portion it into single serving Ziploc bags, that way you can monitor your intake. Even if you're not tracking your macros or your calories right now, that can help you be mindful about your portion size. And it doesn't take too much effort. It takes maybe five to 10 minutes to take a big bag and portion it into single servings. Or you could just do like five of them at a time. And once it's out, then you could do it again. But it helps you stay mindful about how much you're snacking on. And that way you could take it when you're watching Netflix with your husband or your kids and you need that snack and you have that craving. Because trust me, girls, I feel you too. I am, I love snacking too when I'm watching movies with my husband. Having a single serving bag helps you stay mindful and stay on track. Even if you're not tracking your calories or your macros, that one small change to keep you from eating the entire bag of hot Cheetos will help you stay mindful and stay on track, even if you're not specifically tracking. Uh, Another thing you could do too, and this goes for at home, out and about, wherever, is tracking your steps. Now, if you have an iPhone, if you have an iPhone, oh, I'm recording on the side, so I can't show you the example, but if you go into the health app, the little heart icon, it will tell you how many steps you take in today. The one caveat to that technique, though, is that if you don't have your phone physically on you, it's not going to track your steps. But if you keep it in your pocket, if you just keep it on you for a majority of the day, you can see generally how much you walk during the day. If you have a smartwatch, that's even better. It's going to be a lot more accurate. Although also one caveat, if you move your hand a lot like this, it's going to count that as steps. So do keep that in mind. So we want to look at the trends. And what you could do is look at the average for the week and aim to increase that average by about 500 to 1000 steps, just depending on where you're at. Like if you have super low steps, like if you're getting about 3000 steps per day, try to increase that by a thousand for a week, then the following week and try to get until you're about the eight to 10,000 step range. So that's going to be about three to four miles of walking. And you can increase walking in a lot of different ways. And we're going to kind of go through ways that you can increase your steps in just a few moments. 
Now we're going to go through small habits that you can incorporate at the gym to help you have lasting results. So I know that we said that these tips will help you even if you're not going to the gym yet. So there's still going to be some more tips after this one that you can incorporate, even if you're not consistent with the gym yet, that you could still apply to your everyday life and see results over time. Remember, over time, you have to be consistent with these changes. It's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about, you know, what you could do at the gym. So the first thing is make it easier for yourself to get to the gym. If you are shooting to work out first thing in the morning before you go to work and you wake up and you're strapped for time, like you have a strict schedule and you have to get to the gym by a certain time, but you have to pick out your clothes. You have to put together your breakfast. You have to warm up your coffee. You have to fill up your water bottle. And suddenly you're short on time and you think, well, you know, what's the point of going to the gym if I have all this shit to do and I'm behind and I know I'm not going to get a full workout. Might as well just skip it today. So those things you can reduce the impact by the night before. Just put your clothes next to your bed. Heck, if it's super cold, like I've done this too, it gets pretty cold over here in Washington sometimes, I'll put them next to my bed and literally just get dressed in bed. Because <laughs> when it's cozy and warm, you don't want to get out of bed. And it really helps make a difference. Or put like a small space heater in your bathroom. Uh, just putting it next to your bed if you do AM workouts. And the same thing with the water. Uh, coffee, you could brew your coffee the night before. What I do is I will brew a bunch of coffee and I will put it in a bigger container. And then, you know, if I'm going to work out in the morning, I will put put it in the microwave. And I also mix a little bit of protein. I have a little bit of snack before I, before I eat it. I also drink water before I drink coffee. And that's a big tip too. If you drink coffee in the morning, make sure you drink water beforehand. Uh, that way you're not just pushing yourself into further dehydration because coffee is a mild diuretic and you just want eight hours sleeping without drinking water. So drink water first before you drink your coffee. <clears throat> and that way it's just, it's a much easier process to get out of bed, get in the car and go to the gym. Now, if you go to the gym after work or towards the end of the day, even if you're at home or you work on the go, put your clothes in your car. Same, same thing applies with all the other routines, like, you know, making sure that you have things ready, but it's just going to be in the car, like putting your clothes in the car, put your water bottle in the car that way after work, there's nothing that you're forgetting at home. You could just go straight to straight to the gym. Don't forget your shoes though. If you, if you have your specific gym shoes, put your shoes in your car. And then when you finish your workouts at the gym, switch your shoes back. That way you don't leave them in the house, go to the gym the next day and be like, shit, I left my gym shoes at home. Cause I've been there too. <laughs> I, I worked out in the Uggs quite a few times, not ideal, but, um, sometimes, you know, just gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> And then, um, oh, I just had a little snot come out my nose. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Congestion's not fully done with me, I guess. Uh, another thing that you could do when you go to the gym is, one, make sure that you have a plan what you're going to do so you're more time efficient. And, you know, even if you're not necessarily following a strict plan right now, just have an idea of like, what are you going to hit? What machines are you going to use? What exercises are you going to target? What is going to be your backup? What are you going to the gym to accomplish? That way you go in with a plan and you have that mindset ready to go. The worst thing you do is go to the gym and just wing it because nine times out of 10, you are going to be disappointed by the workout itself and the results. Make sure you're drinking water while you're working out too. And also just talking kindly to yourself. Like, remember, nothing is going to be 100% perfect. You don't have to have the absolute perfect form. You don't have to have the best looking outfit. You don't have to, you know, 
try to like fit into the whole look that people have on Instagram. Just go in and focus on you. And if you need to even hype yourself up in your car, when you are, when you're having a hard day, talking positively to yourself is a small habit that honestly, it really builds up over time. It takes a lot of effort at first. I'll tell you when I was towards the end of my competition prep a few years back when I was doing my first competition, I was straight up struggling, man. I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be ready? I don't think I look that great and I have to go work out and I am exhausted. I stood outside my car, looked at myself in my side view mirror. It's like, bitch, you got this. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like Whatever you have to say to yourself to hype yourself up and be positive and highlight your strengths. And that will also help you, you know, get things done. So also some other habits outside of the gym. So when you're going to the grocery store or when you're running errands, these small habits even if you're not working out right now, doing these small habits will add up over time and make lasting results. Number one is don't pick the closest parking spot. I know that we all drive through the parking lot and sometimes we might even do rounds where we're like, okay, this car looks like it's leaving. Oh no, I want to be like two or three spaces away from the entrance when there's a spot open like six or seven spaces away. And that's what 15, 20 extra seconds of walking, which is absolutely nothing. And you're going to nine times out of 10, you're going to have a cart. Anyway, you're going to be pushing your groceries. It's not like you're carrying everything. Like you don't need to park super close unless you are handicapped. Of course, then that's a whole different story. Uh, definitely take your spot if you really, really have to, but if you are able-bodied park a little farther away, it's not going to kill you. And over time, even though 15, 20 seconds doesn't seem like much at first, it's like, well, why bother? It's only like 20 extra steps. If you're doing that consistently every single time you go to the grocery store over the span of a year, that could be miles, depending on how often you go to the grocery store, depending on how often you go to the store or the mall or wherever you go. But the thing is, we've, we've been kind of conditioned into this habit for much of our lives. Like if you think about it, your parents would do that, right? Wouldn't your parents drive around the parking lot? Just be like, okay, they're leaving. I'm going to go get the closest spot. I'm going to get the closest spot. It's like, why? Why? You don't need to park super close. There's no point in parking super close. Just because there's a spot two spots away and another one five spots away, why do we automatically go for the closest one? And I'll be honest, that's something that I catch myself doing too. And it's something I actively try to work on as well, park a little farther away. Even if there's a spot open closer, take the one that's a little farther away. Now, I'm not saying you have to go park all the way on the opposite end of the parking lot. You don't have to do that. You don't have to park all the way on the other end of the parking lot. Just don't take the closest parking spot. Maybe midway is a really good point. You're going to be pushing a car anyway. Uh, if you have groceries or you have a big shopping trip. Now, if you if you're getting like a small amount of groceries, like maybe you're just going for some milk and some fruit, or uh, you're just picking up some basic needs and it's not going to be anything more than like three or five items, try carrying a basket. That will not only give you a little bit of resistance training and show off that muscle that you earned in the gym and the strength that you've earned in the gym, but it also increases the overall calories that you're burning just by grocery shopping. And even though it's a pretty small amount at first, again, accumulated over time, these calories can make a difference. Just by carrying a basket or parking a little farther away makes a difference. Um, another thing that you can do as well is when you're at the grocery store, start off in the produce section. 
And the reason why you want to start off in the produce section and then move on to the proteins is because you want to fill up your basket with the fresh stuff. You want to fill your basket up with the good stuff. Because think about it, if you go straight to the cereal section, you go straight to the um, the more processed stuff, like the the maybe the pasta and uh, other goods like bread, you are going to fill up less on the protein fruit because it's going to crush it. Like if you're getting a loaf of bread and cereal and you're some, then you're going to get the chicken and the turkey and the veggies and the fruit, like, and you pile all of it on, you're going to subconsciously think like, well, I don't want to crush my bread. I don't want to crush my cereal. I don't want to crush all this stuff that I loaded up. So you're going to subconsciously be getting less of the good stuff that you need, like the protein, like the veggies, like the fruits, like the dairy or the almond milk or the yogurt, the Greek yogurt, the eggs, you're going to be less likely to get more of that stuff because it's going to crush all of the already processed stuff that you put in your cart. You don't realize that that's a habit at first until you become aware of it. So start off your grocery trips in the produce section, go on the outside first, like go to the produce, then go to the dairy, get your yogurt, get your milk or your almond milk, whatever it is that you get, get your proteins, the things that weigh the most, get those first and then go to the bread if you if you have bread. Then go to the cereal if you use cereal. Then go to all of the other stuff because fruits and veggies don't they're they're heftier generally. Now canned stuff is a different story if you need canned, you know, set a little bit aside. Like I honestly I love using the carts that have the double decker because it helps reduce the the subconscious, like, oh, this is going to crush this grocery item. Like, you know, I'll have produce and, and, uh, Greek yogurts and all that stuff on the bottom. And then all of like the canned stuff and box stuff on the top or vice versa, uh, just to avoid things from getting smushed. But again, you know, starting from the outside of the grocery store, you're going to be less likely to be, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to be less likely to subconsciously limit how much protein and produce you're actually getting. And keep that in mind when you go to a store. Another small habit is honestly looking at the nutrition labels. Look for added sugars. If there's more than like three or four grams of added sugars in something, or it is like one of the first three ingredients on the ingredients list, that might be something that's not very beneficial for your health, or it should not make up a substantial amount of your diet. Like you shouldn't be eating cereal that has a ton of added sugar or Greek yogurt that has a ton of added sugar. Like Noosa, while they push themselves as the, as like the healthy breakfast, uh, Greek yogurt, it's not very healthy because it has a ton of added sugar to it. And even though, yes, there's a decent amount of protein, there's still a lot of sugar and that kind of negates the benefit of this product. So when you look at the yogurts, look or any product in the grocery store, look for added sugars, read the ingredients list very briefly. It takes maybe five seconds to take a quick glance, look at the added sugar, added sugar, and then the ingredients list and looking, see if any form of sugar is one of the first three ingredients. If it is, then you should either look for an alternative that has less sugar, or keep in mind, you're going to have to be a little bit more aware of how much of this product you are consuming in as part of your diet. Oh, I'm thirsty today. Hope you guys are all staying hydrated. It's not been, it's, it's been weird weather here in Washington. Like yesterday, like it was warm earlier and then it's cold and then it's warm. Like we, we've had some weird weather going on right now. Like yesterday we had, it, it was super warm outside, super sunny. 
And then an hour later, there was like a giant thunderclap and then suddenly just hail and slush. Snow, snow, hail. I called it snail. (laughs) We had hail and snow happening at the same time. And I just called it snail this morning because I saw it all over the ground. I said to my husband, look at there's snail outside. (laughs) Anyway, so those are some habits that can help lead to lasting results in your life. And you can incorporate them in a variety of ways. You don't have to do all of them. You don't have to do all of them, but these are just small minute changes that, you know, don't take too much effort to incorporate. Now, the first few times you just have to be conscious about it. Like, you know, again, having water available, either fill up your water at night and leave it in convenient places. Or if you go to a grocery store, get a few jugs, like this gallon jug is about a dollar at the store. So that's $7 that you are ensuring that you're drinking throughout the week and throughout the day. Now you don't want to do that every week. Like that could be a little bit wasteful. If you can, if you, if you want to, that's fine. But uh, just to reduce the amount of plastics that is getting recycled, you can just refill those jugs and use them week to week. Like, you know, this one jug I might refill and use for two or three weeks. And I have three of these. So I'll kind of like cycle through them. I'll fill up one. And once that's empty, I'll move on to the next and the next. And once they're all empty, I'll fill them all up and then leave them in convenient places. Uh, because I do have my one special gallon, uh, half gallon jug. But I'll be honest, my ADHD butt will just keep leaving it in my car. And then I'll forget to drink water. So by having extra jugs in the house, I am more likely to stay on my hydrating game. Uh, with keeping a space tidy, you know, again, incorporating that into part of your nighttime routine before you go to bed, when you're putting your clothes either in your bed in your car, so that way you're consistent with the gym, tidy up your space really quick, your peaceful place, the space that you can go to when everything is chaotic and just be able to stay calm. Having that peaceful zone really, really helps. Portioning your snacks into single servings. Like if you buy big bags of snacks, like a giant bag of pretzels. Like I have a bag of pretzels that has 20 freaking servings in there and they're small. And honestly, I have to go through and portion them out because I love pretzels and I will eat them by the handful. So putting them in the Ziploc bags and single serving packets makes it easier to be aware of how much you're consuming. Monitor your steps, your phone, your Apple phone will have a heart health app and you could see on average how many steps and just increase it by five to a thousand steps per week once you consider your average and maybe slowly increase until you're up to about 8,000 to uh, 10,000 steps because that's about three or four miles. And that slow increase is a little bit more sustainable over time. And you can get those steps by parking a little bit farther away at the store, uh, starting from the outside edges of the store and then working your way in. Those are things that can help increase your steps. Going for a quick walk after breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or walk around the house doing a few extra uh pickups, like, you know, going upstairs and just grabbing some of the dishes and bringing them downstairs when you might be the kind of person who just lets them pile all up until it's chore day and then take them down, like take them down every night. So that way you have that tidy space again in the morning. And when you're at the store, don't take the closest spot and try, if you're going just for like a few items, just use a basket. You know, if you are only going for like a carton of milk and and a few other things that are really small and light, then you can use a basket And at the gym, again, like I mentioned, make it easier on yourself, you know, leave your clothes either next to your bed if you work out in the morning or in your car if you work out after work. If you drink coffee in the morning, leave it in the microwave so that way you can warm it up, pre-make it. Like I will make enough coffee to last five days 
my hair is being really weird right now. This is strange. Um, I like to make a bunch of coffee and leave it for the next four or five days and then just put a cup in the microwave so it's ready to go in the morning, leaving water right next to my bed. So as soon as I wake up, I am already hydrating. And again, when you wake up, don't just go straight to drinking coffee. Drink your water first. Ideally have like a small amount to eat before coffee. But if you are the type of person who just compulsively goes for coffee, make sure you drink water first. Because if you think about it, coffee is a mild diuretic and you just want eight hours without drinking water. You're already dehydrated. So drink first before you drink your coffee. Well, I hope these tips were helpful. If you found any value in this podcast, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. I would super, super appreciate it. And if you want to join a group of supportive women on Facebook, you can join the Brave, Fit, and Thriving community on Facebook. Would love to see your beautiful faces in there and share your journey with us. And if you want any advice or tips, feel free to make some posts or even shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. My Instagram and TikTok is Dana F fit and I'm working on getting a YouTube started up real soon. So uh, we're getting that going soon. I hope you guys have a phenomenal day and have a great rest of your Wednesday.